Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Kind World from WBUR. I'm Erica Lance. Thirteen years ago, Michael Regan got a phone call that would change everything for him. Michael was an artist in Edmonds, Washington, and the call was from a woman who wanted to commission a portrait of her husband. He was a corpsman in Iraq who had died the year before. For Michael, the request was personal. He'd been a Marine in Vietnam and was still haunted. In his most vivid memory, one of his fellow Marines bled to death in his arms. They were both 19 years old. He just looked me in the face and said, Mike, I just want to go home. And he looked at me, closed his eyes, and died. Then we covered him with a tarp. But I've seen that face for 48 years every day. Michael says that when he returned to the U.S. as a Vietnam veteran, people spat at him, and no one seemed to understand what he'd been through. He felt as if he'd left part of himself in Vietnam. Like you dug a hole and buried that part that let you feel. So in 2003, when Michael heard from this widow, he decided without hesitation to draw her husband for free. He mailed her the black and white pencil-drawn portrait. And when she received it, she reached out again. She said, I'm calling you today because yesterday when I opened up the picture and looked into my husband's eyes, I was able to reconnect instantly. We talked about things that we hadn't finished talking about when he died. I ended my conversation with him, telling him I loved him. She said, I felt him say he loved me back. And she said, for the first time in a year, I've slept all night. When Michael hung up the phone, he turned to his wife and said, Now we need to do them all. Our whole life's about to change. Michael decided to draw every service person who died in Iraq or Afghanistan and give the portraits to their families. Before long, he quit his day job and burned through savings to execute his plan. Step one, learn all he could about each person he'd draw. Talk to family members, watch videos, read diaries. Then pick up his pencil. I start with the eyes. I create a life in the picture so I can have someone to talk to. He says it's like he and the dead service member are in the room together. He does two portraits a day, about 13 by 18 inches, drawing for 10 to 12 hours. When he's done, he goes for a daily five-mile walk and often weeps. I spend a lot of my life looking at dead people, and I'm not going to pretend it is hard. So on my walks, what I do is transition. It allows me to say goodbye to the people I just drew. He's been doing this for 13 years. I said initially it was going to be five years and 1,500 portraits. As of now, Michael's drawn 4,633. This is my life. And uh, it took me a couple of years to understand what that really meant. It took a comment by a Gold Star father one time. He said to me, you know what you're getting out of doing all this work, right? Your soul is getting to come home from Vietnam. When he said it, I knew it was true. 
Still, there was something missing, and it had to do with the man who died in his arms in Vietnam in 1968. He tracked down the man's name, Vincent Santinello. Then he connected with Vincent's nephew, Ralph Morales, who told him he'd always wanted to learn more about the uncle he never met. When my uncle died, a big part of my grandparents died with him. They never spoke about him. There was always that palpable sadness. My mom's best friend at the time told me that people actually would call the house and start screaming into the phone, we're so glad that baby killer was killed, cursing at my grandparents who had just lost their son. My grandfather at one point got so distraught that he ripped the phone off the wall, threw it out the window, and took all of Vinny's belongings, all the letters Vinny wrote home, and burned everything because he just he couldn't take the torture. As he listened to Ralph, Michael had a profound realization. I said, it's your uncle's face I see every day, in every drawing I do. I think that moment that your uncle looked at me and died and said he just wanted to go home has been the driving force inside of me for years. My uncle, he has a legacy, and I never knew that. He's been living for years in these portraits that are hanging in, in people's homes all over this country. 46 years after he held Vinny in his arms, Michael finally drew the portrait he'd been trying to create all this time. He gave it to Ralph. And he unveils the portrait. The eyes just stood out to me. And for the first time, really, I felt like I, I, I met my uncle. There was someone else he wanted to share the portrait with. I arrived in New York early that morning, and I had the portrait with me, and I realized what I had to do. I jumped in my car, and instead of going home and going to sleep, I drove straight out to the cemetery, and I placed the portrait against a tombstone. And my uncle's buried in the same plot as my, my grandfather. He never got to say goodbye to his son, and he died sad. I was definitely crying. A combination of sadness, yet euphoria. And I remember sitting there with the portrait, talking to my grandfather, saying, Dada, Vinny's here. Vinny's home now. You can see Michael's portrait of Vincent Santanello at WBUR.org slash kindworld. That's also where you can find all our episodes or submit your own story of kindness. You can subscribe to Kind World on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.